Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to Real Recovery. I hope you guys are all doing good today. If you are new here, this is a podcast where I talk about anorexia recovery and I give practical tips based off of my own personal experience. Um, Yeah, and I hope it helps you out if you are struggling. Obviously, disclaimer, I am not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor um, and I always recommend that you go and speak to one. Uh, Yeah, so don't take any of this as medical advice or anything. It's just me giving some tips and stuff and talking about my own experience. But yeah, let's get into today's episode. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a topic that has been requested a couple of times. And I think it's something that is kind of overlooked a bit, but it's probably quite a common thing that people struggle with, which is basically overcoming number perfectionism. And by this, I mean, when people with anorexia have very rigid ideas about specific numbers and often these numbers are quite arbitrary they are not necessarily meaningful numbers in a general sense but the person will place a lot of significance on them for example a lot of people have a calorie limit where they really struggle to go over that limit and this necessarily isn't like a restrictive limit sometimes it can happen in recovery where people are maybe given a meal plan or maybe just I don't know randomly come up with a number and then they really struggle to go above this number Um, and the same thing can happen with other kinds of uh, like number goals or limits or something to do with weight maybe like you might struggle with if you're um, restoring weight at the moment you might be fine restoring up until a certain level but then after that any number higher than that you will really really struggle with and it can feel like a very big barrier and it can feel really impossible to overcome it so I think I want to talk about this today because it's something that I really 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 struggle with just this sort of rigid thinking about specific numbers and for me at least these numbers were not rational in the sense that well a they weren't healthy uh, objectively like they were too low Um, and B they were very arbitrary it wasn't like someone had said to me oh this number is a good number that you need to stick to or something I literally just pulled it out of nowhere and I think that a lot of people can probably relate to this Uh, I do want to give a bit of a trigger warning obviously this episode is about numbers I'm not going to be mentioning any numbers because I just don't really see the point seeing as well I'll get into it but the whole point of this is that the numbers themselves don't really mean a lot it's more what the numbers like result in like your behaviors and your thoughts and stuff so I'm not going to be mentioning numbers um so don't worry about anything like that but you know I think that there is a possibility that this episode could be triggering if you are suffering and if you're sensitive to this kind of stuff so but yeah if you are sensitive to topics surrounding eating disorders weight loss um restrictive like intakes and stuff like that then just don't listen to this episode but um, I will obviously try my best to not make it triggering. But yeah, let's get into it. I mean, for me, I had quite strong uh, like black and white thinking surrounding numbers. And I think um, a lot of people with anorexia do. And it can be for different reasons. I think there is quite a high proportion of people also have OCD um, or autism or something. And I know that both of those things can relate to this sort of rigid thinking and therefore like rigid thinking around numbers so if that's also you then um yeah I can relate but um obviously people without those 
conditions can also struggle with number perfectionism and stuff and I think it's just really really common so yeah um for me it was surrounding step count so that was that like played a role in my exercise addiction I would have very like rigid beliefs about certain numbers um like I would have a daily step count goal and if I well it was like kind of a rule in my brain I had to do that number of steps and if I didn't then it was bad and if I did then it was good so that in basic terms that's kind of how I felt about that and I also had very 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 rigid beliefs about certain numbers to do with my weight so when I was losing weight I would obviously have like beliefs about lower numbers like oh this number's a good number this number's a better number and then equally when I was trying to weight restore um I I found it very very difficult to go above certain numbers so for example I would be at a certain weight and then like I would gain a few pounds gain a few pounds and then I would be fine because in my head those numbers that I was gaining to were okay but then randomly certain numbers that I'd placed a lot of significance on in the past those numbers would be where I would get stuck and I wouldn't be able to gain above it um, and, and that was what really really held me back um, and overcoming that was basically a kind of key and it opened the door to real recovery uh, in the sense that I sort of was able to get out of quasi recovery which was great um, and also I think the other sort of number perfectionism problem I had was to do with calories so I had very very strong beliefs when or when I was like in active restriction I would have you know I think it's just very very common but I like calorie goals calorie limits um restrictive ones so quite unhealthy objectively I think that the just the fixation upon numbers rather than sort of just generally restricting my food I think that was quite a big problem for me when it came to the number sort of like rules and rigidity I think that the calorie element of this was probably the least uh, difficult for me personally I know that it will be different for everyone for me personally um, it was the weight limit that I set on myself so these specific numbers when and they were kind of very arbitrary so they would just be random numbers along like a number line like that I was so when I was restoring weight I'd be like oh I'm okay well this number's fine I'm, I'm okay here I feel safe here um, or at least safer than the other numbers and then randomly like one week I would go for a weigh-in and my weight would be nearing this certain number that I just decided had a lot of meaning behind it and was very very scary and then that would really really hold me back so for me personally it was more the weight number perfectionism I don't really know what to call it I don't really know what it is but anyway yeah for me the weight thing was more of a problem and the exercise thing as in the step thing was more of a problem but I think honestly the advice I'm going to give will you know work for everyone um whatever kind of number problem you've got whether that be I know that people um for example people fixate on okay trigger warning I'm gonna list off some just examples of behaviors um so if you don't want to hear that then skip a you know like 30 seconds a minute or whatever so some people can struggle with um like mileage like if you're running uh you can place a lot of value on a like number of kilometers that you have to run or um, perhaps you can place a lot of value on how many calories you burn in a workout like if you track it with your like, fitness watch or whatever um, a lot of you guys also do struggle with step counts 
and that being quite like a rigid rule it's very difficult to break Uh, a lot of you struggle with calories uh, and weight similar to me some people struggle with macronutrients so you might struggle to go above a certain number of carbohydrates or whatever other people have mentioned that they do struggle with dress sizes they might find like a certain um clothing size is you know above that is absolutely awful and bad and below that is okay and safe and they can manage it other people struggle with timing around exercise so you might really or rather your eating disorder might set you a limit or a goal or whatever of like you have to exercise for x amount of hours today or x amount of minutes and and that number will hold a lot of meaning um basically any sort of rule that your eating disorder sets that has this sort of numerical limit to it i think the tips and the the sort of methods i'm going to discuss today will help you with this and i think basically it can just hold so many people back because for example the girl i was talking to about this the other day um she struggles with a like a calorie intake limit so she can't go above a certain limit and this is obviously a problem for her because she is trying to increase and trying to recover and get better and make her make her body healthy again but obviously you can't really do that if you are limiting yourself to a like a certain number a certain number of calories per day and I think that it's kind of overlooked because obviously people can you know see that this is a problem when a person has set themselves a very restrictive limit so if you're eating a very very low amount of calories and if your number limit is that like I think people can just look at that and say okay well that's obviously wrong you obviously need to stop doing that and that's a problem but I think what people don't realize is it's also a problem even when the number limit is technically okay and technically high um or if someone in recovery for example has set themselves a calorie limit which actually is you know in line with you know like general statistics of what is healthy for an average person right so i'm going to use a number here but hopefully it's not triggering for anyone i'm going to say the 2000 calorie for women every day limit um is so common for people to fall into that trap of like oh i can't go above 2000 calories and i think that's just so ingrained in people because it's just a number that they've probably heard all their life like this is how many calories women need and then for men I think it's like 2,500 or something per day on average and you see that on like food packaging like the average recommended intake for women is blah 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 and I think this 2,000 calorie number so many people struggle to go above it and I think that that's such a problem because although for an average person that that number might be okay I mean to be honest I don't know anyone who could actually live a fulfilling life of 2000 calories I genuinely think it's quite a low number um but that's again a whole nother topic um but yeah so many people in recovery in fact I would literally say and obviously I'm not a dietitian so don't quote me but I'd say that everyone listening to this in recovery from anorexia needs more than 2000 calories um so all of you guys listening if you are struggling to go above that 2000 calorie magical number then it's completely understandable why because it's yeah like I said it's been ingrained in you but it is something that you probably should do and you will get a lot of benefit from physically and mentally if you are um, going over that number. So yeah, where was I going with this? Oh yes, the, the girl I was talking to. So she's struggling with increasing her intake and um, I mean, she didn't mention any numbers, but it's not really relevant what the number is. The point here is is that it's a mental problem. So it's you're setting yourself such a restrictive mindset almost like if whatever the number that you may be deciding on or your eating disorder has just decided on 
whatever that number is it's the mental like fog that surrounds that which is the problem and which is what you need help with so I think that's kind of explained a bit about what I'm going to be covering those kind of problems those kind of limits to do with numbers and I think yeah most of you can probably relate in some sort of way um yeah so yeah my experience obviously I've mentioned a bit but it's basically yeah I struggled with going above a certain weight and along with the like I don't know how to explain this but like if you visualize a number line of how much weight I had to restore along that number line at like several intervals there were these specific numbers that I had such like had such a problem with so every single time I would near them or hit them or whatever I would end up like in a mini relapse because I just couldn't handle it or if I felt like I was approaching one of these numbers I would be so terrified and even if that number was technically still you know underweight and not not in any sense of the word too too large or too high I would feel like it would be and I would really really struggle so I can assume that it's very very similar for anyone else struggling with a different kind of number perfectionism whether that's calories or to do with exercise or something and the same for me happened with step counts and I would feel like when I was trying to reduce my exercise it was a number problem so I would feel like unless I hit this stupid step count number then I wasn't doing enough exercise I mean there's just so many problems with that but that's how I felt at the time so I'm gonna go through how I overcame this so I think that this sort of thing can happen for a number of reasons again it will be different for everyone but I think honestly I think malnutrition plays a role I know this is probably a bit not what you're expecting to hear but genuinely if you are underweight if you're underfueled it's been proven that your brain becomes more rigid you are less able to think rationally weight restoring and eating more in general improved my recovery literally just by the sole fact that I was in a, in a stronger place physically and cognitively so if you are at the moment underweight or you're under eating then fixing that and I'm trying to improve that I know it's more of a like chicken before the egg like you can't do that because you've got this rigid thinking but you've got this rigid, rigid thinking because you're under fueling and you're underweight but honestly that does play a role in this sort of rigid thinking so you know you have that to look forward to improving when you do restore weight and get healthy so yeah that's one reason why this can happen um another reason why this happened and I'm going to speak just from personal experience for me I think I gave these numbers such power um because personally I struggle with OCD and I, I think that does play a role just in the in the specific numbers that I was focusing on so if that's also you, then you're not alone with that. Um, but where it sort of plays a role in anorexia is you, when you are losing weight, you place a lot more meaning on lower numbers and you, you sort of label them as success. And your brain will attach a lot of worth and meaning to lower numbers and you will set yourself goals and it all just becomes this whole idea of losing weight and lower numbers and therefore these specific numbers are successful when I am at those numbers I'm good I'm good enough I am safe and then just because you have done that and your brain has sort of formed that belief and that sort of worldview then when you are trying to recover and you are having to gain weight and you're having to re you know revisit those numbers but in the opposite direction if that makes sense now you will view them as failure as 
bad as scary literally just because you have formed the previous belief that losing weight and lower numbers equals success so therefore the opposite equals failure and I think that it literally can be that simple um and that's how those kind of beliefs can form I think also it might be something culturally that you've grown up with maybe parents or friends or whatever have said oh like I want to lose x amount of weight and reach this number because blah 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 and then in your mind you're like okay well that number's a good number and that might be that might be playing a role in your number perfectionism also obviously as I've mentioned it can just be the typical 2000 calories a day that sort of thing can play a role um or I don't know it might just be things yeah you've picked up in your life from other people around you and and that can fuel your anorexic brain to place a lot of value on these numbers and therefore it can be really really scary and it can feel like a brick wall when you're trying to overcome them um but yeah I think that as I've said it can be a problem for a couple of reasons I think the main problem is that it can just hold people back physically so it can really really hold people back in in weight restoration especially full weight restoration so if you have um gained enough weight so till you are at the like minimum healthy bmi well that's great but it can then hold you back if you're number limit if something that you personally struggle with is having that rigid idea about I cannot go above a minimum BMI I can't go above a minimum healthy BMI or a minimum healthy intake um, then that can really be a problem and hold someone back physically another reason why it can be a problem is that if your number perfectionism has settled on a very very restrictive number obviously that's just physically dangerous um, and mentally dangerous but then another reason why all this can be a problem is just for the fact that it is mentally unhealthy and like dangerous and just awful to have such rigid black and white thinking about something which essentially shouldn't be in your control it shouldn't be in your control exactly what number of calories you eat every day it should be kind of down to your body and your hunger cues and everything like that and it definitely shouldn't be in your control what exact weight like what number you weigh that again is down to your body um and it's not something humans are designed to micromanage you know in like prehistoric times whatever no one had calorie counts no one had scales you know it's not something that is is healthy to obsess about and healthy to focus on and it can cause people a lot of anxiety a lot of trouble a lot of just general mental health problems if you are so terrified of going above certain numbers so yeah, you've got the physical problems in the sense that it's just not healthy to be restrictive um, physically or mentally. And you've also got the mental problems of it's not healthy to have that sort of belief system going on and have your brain doing those kind of things and causing that much stress and anxiety. So I hope this episode can help you. And honestly, life gets a lot easier when you aren't fixated on numbers and you don't have such rigid views about it. You just feel like there's a lot there's a lot less damage being done to your self-worth for example now I don't weigh myself but if I did weigh myself and it was it did happen to fall on one of those numbers that I was so afraid of I wouldn't like I wouldn't feel bad about myself whereas before I would have felt awful I would have felt so guilty I would have felt terrified I would have felt compelled to lose weight immediately and it wouldn't even necessarily have been to do with body image it wouldn't have been like oh I look awful I need to lose weight it would have been like oh this number is awful I can't handle it I need to make it go away so like that can do a lot of damage to your self-worth and your self-esteem because you're 
essentially beating yourself up and saying that you're a failure and that you're an awful person and basically all this awful stuff that you're you know you're spewing at yourself whereas now because I have overcome it even if that did happen and I was at one of these numbers which my brain held views about I wouldn't I wouldn't care and even if I did care I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with myself because I've done nothing wrong um and yeah basically overcoming this just helps you with your um your like sense of self-worth and stuff so it is a good thing to do um and tips wise I suppose there are quite a few approaches you could take to overcoming this I think that you can use a mixture but I think some of them don't really go hand in hand so it's up to you but take what you will um these are all things that worked really well for me at different times to do with different things so I would take a different approach when trying to overcome my step count problem and my step count limit like when I say limit I just mean that number that is fixated on you can't go above it and you can't go below it and it just holds so much power so when trying to overcome that with steps and exercise I used a different approach to how I tried to overcome the calorie thing or the weight thing so the first tip or like method you can use is really really simple um <laughs> you're not gonna like to hear this but it's basically just don't look at the numbers in the sense that you can if you're weighing yourself, stop weighing yourself. If you are weighing food, stop weighing food. If you are tracking calories or macros or tracking your steps or tracking how many calories you burn or whatever, just stop it. Remove the numbers. So that can look like hiding your scale, like um, your bathroom scales, just hide it, break it, whatever, throw it in the bin. Um, get someone to take it off you if you can't be accountable to yourself. Um, if you are weighing food stop weighing food break scale same thing if you are tracking your calories delete the app that you use to track them um, if you are tracking your steps or your exercise in some way take off the fitness tracker watch delete any apps from your phone all that stuff um, all of that is doable and if you are the type of person who can just do that and honestly a lot of you probably can because in recovery um, people do this all the time it's very common to give up these behaviours simply by taking away the method you use, so that's a great idea. Um, for the people who can't do that for whatever reason, who can't just, um, you know, cold turkey quit counting or tracking or whatever, it's a good idea to reduce it. So for me, that looked like, um, instead of weighing myself every day, I stuck to the, you know, the, the weigh-ins that my doctors and my dietitian were doing with me so that would just be a weekly weigh-in and that helped um just in the sense that I wasn't so fixated and I wasn't so obsessed with it and it wasn't on my mind so much um and then from that weekly weigh-in then I started to not look at the weight so I'd be blind weighed and that really helped me to take the focus off of the number and essentially not looking at the weight anymore definitely well I mean it's kind of obvious if you don't know the number you can't have these strong beliefs and you can't be feeling so agitated about it but um yeah that's what I did and I think that's quite good but again if you are someone who can just go immediately from weighing yourself to not looking at scale not weighing yourself then that's great um yeah if you have to be weighed at the doctors then then that's fine but just don't look at the number and most doctors are completely okay with this um and even recommend it for people with anorexia so yeah it comes to calorie numbers it can be quite tricky because even if you do delete your tracking apps and even if you stop weighing things your brain can often just retain the information and like calculate things almost just subconsciously or just automatically um so it can be more difficult 
Um, and with step things and like step counts and stuff, the reason, I mean, sorry, the way I managed to overcome that was, well, by, it was by using the other strategies that I'm going to talk about in a sec, but, um, over time I, I, I think I, and I will make a whole episode about exercise, but, um, there are many ways that I did struggle with exercise other than steps and stuff, but the, the step issue as in the number thing specifically, um, I overcame that and, and I'm being very very careful with how I'm saying this because I'm not saying that this is how I overcame my exercise addiction it was literally just how I overcame my step count problem like my number fixation and how I did this was basically by stop looking at the numbers um, but before I did this I managed to reduce it I managed to reduce the number and I'm going to talk about how I did that in a sec but I wasn't able or at least I didn't believe I was able at the time which you know you can debate that I probably would have been able if I had known if I'd been given tools and how to do this but I didn't think I could just quit I didn't think I could just ditch the watch that I was using and stop tracking my steps so instead what I did was I would challenge myself to go for a walk or whatever I was doing like a run or a walk without the watch just one and then the rest of the day I would allow myself to track my steps again but I slowly managed to move that up to a full day of not tracking. And then once I had done a full day, I kind of rapidly accelerated in the sense that after I'd done a full day, I did another full day. And then after that, I did a week, no tracking. And then once I had done the week, I just didn't put it back on. And I never have. I've still got the watch to be fair, but I have literally not used it since I gave it up for that week. Because what happened was after the week, my brain at the beginning and during those two full days that I did beforehand, um, my brain was screaming at me. It was an absolutely very awful, exhausting experience in the sense that I was, yeah, I was feeling so out of control and so awful, not tracking my steps. But after a few days um, and after the sort of the immediate, yeah, immediate increase in those thoughts, um, my brain just learned that oh nothing bad has happened literally nothing bad has happened nothing changed now in the weeks following I did still have urges to track and I did still sort of feel like I needed to and I definitely had those views about those numbers like I would get a bit anxious like oh my god like what if I'm not doing this number and blah 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 but um overall taking off the watch and yeah that was the way I did it but it was very very helpful so I recommend basically whatever method you're using to find out these numbers and fixate on these numbers whether that be weight calories steps whatever um just remove it and if you can't just remove it in one go make a plan write it down and stay accountable of how you're going to reduce it and eventually remove it so yeah okay another thing you can do and I really recommend everyone does this is journaling about what are the underlying fears behind this number so when you are fixated on this number and you do have this sort of mental block going in the sense that you can't go above it, often there's a lot of underlying fears behind that. So for me and for you guys, because I've spoken to three of you guys um, about what your underlying fears are behind this number, whatever that may be for you. Um, and a couple of you have said it was to do with, so for someone who has a problem with increasing the intake, you guys feel like if you increase your intake above this particular number, your weight is going to spiral out of control and you are going to eat so, so much and it's just going to be awful. Um, for other people, um, 
it's to do with yeah like underlying fears of just being out of control in general like if you don't hit a certain number if you don't if you weigh above a certain number then you're just automatically out of control and that can be a very very scary feeling I completely relate to that um a lot of you guys also feel like if you go above certain calorie numbers certain weight numbers then your eating disorder is then fake people won't believe you people won't take you seriously it's all to do with that sense of invalidation and you're not sick enough if you do x y and z um so that can be a fear another underlying fear is to do with feeling like a failure and I think this played a role in mine like I just felt I don't know I just felt this incredible sense of failure and like I was doing something awful a sense of wrongdoing um that was in a way a bit unexplainable but ultimately I think was covering up this fear of failing and fear of yeah being out of control whether that actually is wrong or whether it's your eating disorders idea of wrong the fear is still the same in my opinion so yeah those, those were my underlying fears um and your underlying fears the ones the the people who i've spoken to about this um all of you guys said the same things by the way so i think that's really interesting another thing is that while uh, while we all have different manifestations we often have very 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 similar like underlying fears I didn't hear anything unique when I spoke to you guys um and like I said uh, I mean a lot of people have you know I over the months and stuff that I have run my Instagram account and the amount of people I've had conversations with um I don't think I've ever heard someone say something that someone hasn't said before and that's literally not me saying that in like a in a derogatory way it's just it's almost comforting to know that whatever you're feeling whatever your eating disorder is saying to you it's not unique you're not alone you're not going crazy and your fears are while they may be irrational in the sense that you know it's an eating disorder they're not like you're not going crazy basically is what I'm trying to say um anyway now once you've done this once you've journaled about these fears what I want you to do is basically yeah write down I am scared of going above x number because and then you just ask yourself okay why am I scared of that then you might come up with a few reasons and what might happen is as you're writing it um you might just find things that you didn't really realize like you might oh I didn't know that I was scared of this because I'm scared of people thinking I'm faking my eating disorder if I'm weighing above a certain number oh I didn't really realize that or oh I didn't realize that I'm afraid of people thinking I'm greedy if I eat above a certain number I didn't realize that so you might yeah you might discover that there are actually deeper fears that you hadn't really given enough time to think about sometimes it's a good idea to probe those feelings even more so if you're like I'm scared of going above this number because I'm scared of being greedy or whatever and then you could be like okay well why am I scared of being greedy and then you can like uncover sort of the deeper fears and stuff and then once you've done that you can sort of address those things as separate issues rather than as an actual problem with this number because the whole point of this is that the number itself whether that be a restrictive number whether that be a whatever number it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter because it's how you feel about it and if you uncover what you're actually afraid of and you actually address that then at least some or if not all of the fears surrounding the number will go away because well it's not really needed anymore because you've kind of addressed what you were actually afraid of so if you are afraid of people thinking you faked your eating disorder because now you are able to eat above a certain number of calories what you can do is you can be like okay well I need to address that so that could look like journaling about that and being like okay well why do I think that and then coming up with some like reassuring things to say to yourself like obviously just 
you know try and use that rational side of your brain and rebut what your eating disorder is saying or it could look like having a conversation with your doctor dietitian friends family whatever and having them reassure you and saying okay well look we don't think you're faking your eating disorder if you eat above a certain number of calories you're not being greedy blah blah blah. and I know that yeah like reassurance seeking isn't always the most helpful thing to do but in this case it might be something that can really help you the third thing you can do is basically understanding that when it comes to perfectionism and I do think this kind of rigid thinking about numbers and having these limits and these roadblocks and these yeah like mental brick walls it is about perfectionism the numbers themselves don't mean anything so realizing that and realizing that you are in control um you set the bar of any kind of perfectionism you're you're the one deciding what is okay what is acceptable and at any given time in your life you can change your mind I know it's easier said than done but taking back your power and your your control from your eating disorder I know it's not that easy I know you can't just sometimes you can't just decide to be okay with something that you don't feel okay with but what I did at least especially when it came to weights is these numbers that I decided were so bad all I had to do was move it move that line move that imaginary bar and be like okay my eating disorder thinks that this number is the upper limit and anything above it is bad and awful and fat and wrong and just failing and fake and all these things and anything below it is okay and safe what I, what I had to do was talk to myself and I had to realize that I'm being perfectionistic about this that's a decision I've made I don't know why I don't know how it's not really in my control that that happened but it did um but at the same time I can decide whatever I want I can think whatever I want about numbers I can decide that actually you know anything above a higher number is bad and wrong and and not good enough but anything below it is okay and I don't know how ideal this is I don't know how long-term solution this is and I'm not saying this was perfect but what I did was slowly I would increase that bar increase that limit as the weeks went on and as I was restoring weight closer and closer to this number I began mentally forcing myself or telling myself or just convincing myself that it was okay to raise it and my perfectionistic thinking did not go away in the sense that I still had beliefs that above this number was bad and wrong but what I was doing was I was shifting the number I was changing the number to a higher number and eventually what happened was I was able to move it up and up and up and up until I was in the healthy weight range and then after that happened I was able to sort of dissolve this whole fixation on numbers and that really happened basically when I stopped weighing myself and I stopped looking at the numbers and I was able to over the next few weeks just challenge and challenge and challenge and eventually stop placing so much value on certain numbers and realizing that actually you know all numbers are fine it it really does not matter what this number is and I think you can do that with other things you can do that with calorie intakes you can increase this magic number that you're fixated on higher and higher and higher and higher until you're reaching a very very high limit which you're realistically not going to eat over and I think this really really works when it comes to extreme hunger because you can genuinely need to eat a lot of food and I think if you have this sort of even if you have a moderate or high limit that you're sort of fixated on that's your that's your mental block that's your sticky number if you can just move that number up and up and up and up and up and just decide because you can decide you are in control you're the one setting the bar you're the one setting these limits you can move these limits whenever you want so when it's really difficult to like get your head around but honestly like keep drilling that into yourself like you are in control you set the bar like you decide what you 
think is perfect and what you think is okay and safe. So what you need to do is just move that number, move that limit, and eventually, if you can, get rid of it because getting rid of these limits is obviously ideal, but moving them and taking back control from your eating disorder and saying, look, if we're going to have perfectionistic ideas about numbers, at least let's make it a healthy, realistic number rather than a restrictive one or rather than one that is really causing me harm. Another thing you can do, which is another journaling exercise is, and this is really helpful and I think everyone should do this. And I think even if you are someone who is listening to all of this episode and you're thinking, oh my God, it still seems impossible. I can't, I can't go above this number. I just can't. And you're not prepared to take any of my tips, which, you know, obviously it's not ideal. Um, And I would encourage you to challenge that and really work on that belief. It's a limiting belief you have about yourself because you can do things, you can do hard things. But anyway, if you're still listening to this and realistically there will be people out there who are just not going to take this advice if you're going to take anything from this episode try this because it doesn't actually involve challenging your number limits it doesn't involve anything it doesn't involve increasing your intake or increasing your weight or anything it's literally just a journaling exercise basically what you've got to do is you've got to write your worst fear so you've got to write about the worst case scenario um describe what would happen if you did eat above this calorie number if you did weigh above this number or if you looked at the scale and you saw that dreadful number that you seem to be so fixated on write down and describe in detail what would happen how would you feel like what would change what wouldn't change describe the sort of situation and the experience of that um and allow your eating disorder to almost run wild and write down all the worst fears like Yes, it might be irrational and it might not feel realistic when you're writing it down, but just be super honest and allow yourself to, yeah, be a bit irrational for a bit. Write down the worst case scenario. Um, Obviously, it goes without saying that this worst case scenario, if for you, I don't know, you're writing down, oh, if I go above this intake, right, this is what will happen. I'm going to go, I'm going to be really fat. I'm going to feel awful. I'm going to feel really sick. I'm going to lose control. I'm going to eat five million calories. I'm going to everyone's going to think I fate my eating disorder, blah, 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 blah. Yes, it might be irrational and it might not come true. I mean, yeah, like I'm trying to say, it goes without saying that your worst case scenario, your worst fears, very, very, very unlikely to come true. It's not, it's not really the point though, is it? Because yes, it's irrational, but you're still feeling that way. So it kind of, it makes sense to do this. Your worst fears aren't going to come true. But anyway, for this exercise, just, just humor it. Um, almost play devil's advocate with your eating disorder here and be like look all right even if you're right and even if all this does happen and you write it all down right so you've got your worst case scenario written down you've described it you've sort of been really honest with your feelings and stuff take a breath step out of your emotional self and take a different role and just read what you have written and address it so what that means is you could write a step-by-step plan of Again, playing devil's advocate, humouring your eating disorder, almost being like, look, yeah, all right, I know you're kind of going crazy here, but like, yeah, even if you were, even if you were right, I could handle this. I could handle these worst case scenario fears. I could do this, for example. Or if, yeah, like you got to make an action plan almost of like, genuinely, what would you do if that did happen? Like, it's not going to happen, but if it did happen, what would you do? And I think writing down a plan of what would you, what you would do in a scenario like a worst case scenario is so um reassuring and so comforting because for example if you do attempt then the next day to eat above this calorie limit that you've set yourself 
your brain will start going off and your eating disorder will start screaming at you and being like, oh my God, this, 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 this will happen. And yes, those thoughts may be irrational, but now you have even more to fight them with because yes, you have the the truth and the rationality of like, no, this won't happen. It is okay. There is nothing wrong with this. But now on top of that, you have a very reassuring like step-by-step combat plan right so that you're eating sort of no you can't do this because this will happen and then you're like no it won't but even if it did I could do this and I would be okay so yeah I'll, I'll give I'll try to give an example but like I would write down like my worst case scenarios that I saw that number I had awful body image all day um I just didn't want to eat I felt so bad I felt so out of control everyone around me would think I faked having anorexia I was just like I would just go off and write down my worst fears and then what I'd do is I'd be like okay like rational self here okay here's how I would actually deal with that if that happened I would wear baggy clothes so that I didn't have to look at my body that day I would do some journaling and you know try and get out my feelings so I was feeling better emotionally I would do like loads of self-care and make myself feel better physically I would talk to people and you know have a chat with them and they would reassure me that I wasn't faking my eating disorder basically what you could do is you write out exactly how you would handle it and reassure yourself that worst case scenarios a they don't come true and b you could handle it even if it did and that can really really help when it comes to overcoming this sort of number limit roadblock sort of brick wall situation because it's like you genuinely can overcome the fear because the fear is a irrational and b people can do hard things you can handle hard situations you can handle mental and physical discomfort you can handle bad body image you can handle feeling out of control you can handle guilt you can handle fear you can handle anxiety you can handle panic attacks you can handle literally the worst because none of that will kill you none of that will mean that people stop loving you none of that will mean that you can't do things you know what I mean like emotions are really really difficult panic attacks are awful feeling negative and bad body image and fear and anxiety and depression and guilt and all of that is awful but you can handle it my fifth strategy is making this whole thing deliberate and i think again this just goes for lots of eating disorder problems lots of fears if you deliberately overcome it and by that i mean when you are trying to I'm gonna I'm gonna just take the example of increasing your intake, your calorie intake. Um, if you are deliberate about it and you write down a little action plan, you color it in, make it look nice, whatever, stick it on your wall. That kind of taking deliberate action um, will help you a lot when it comes to guilt, and also will help you a lot when it comes to overwhelm. So having a plan of exactly what you're going to do, um, and then doing it is the way to go. So. And I want to, I'll use a comparison of how I did this and how I implemented this. So when I was um, restoring weight to this specific number that took me out of a certain class of BMI, that number was really, really tricky for me to overcome. So I would feel a lot of guilt. I would feel a lot of invalidation. I would feel um, a lot of bad body image, just a lot of negative emotions and stuff the first time I didn't decide to do it and by that I mean yes I was eating more yes I was restoring weight but the motivation behind it was not there I was not motivated I was not 
taking control of my recovery I was essentially being forced by other people and I think even if you're not being forced by other people you can technically be gaining weight and not really be on board with it I wrote down I am going to gain to this number and above I am literally deliberately choosing to restore my body weight I am not doing this by accident this is not me being out of control I am deliberately gaining weight here and what I did was I made it so clear to myself and I did this especially before weigh-ins because before weigh-ins was when I was very emotional and what I would do is I'd write in my notes app on my phone before I got weighed I'd be like look the number will be going up the number may be really really scary if you see it and it's that particular number that you don't like but it's okay because I'm absolutely 100% deciding to do this I am not out of control I will not feel guilty for it because you know there's no point feeling guilty for something I want to do and I guess it was in a way almost lying to myself because my emotional brain certainly didn't believe that I didn't actually at the time I didn't feel like I wanted to gain weight I certainly didn't feel like I wanted to be at that particular number that I was so terrified of but I would write it down anyway I would tell myself I'm deliberately doing this I'm in control um I want to do this I want to gain above this certain number I like this is literally my goal this is the aim of the game here um and I think that just taking taking charge being really deliberate with with your um increasing above this certain number so yeah if that's calories for you what I want you to do is write yourself down a plan of like I want to eat above this number I want to eat above this number because x y and z and you write down your motivations behind it and trust me there are a lot of reasons why you should be increasing your intake you gotta write down, write yourself down a plan and honestly what you can do is you can break it down so what i did was i wrote down the end goal and the end goal for me was not caring about how much i was eating in the sense of calories and along that journey i knew that i needed to increase my intake to um you know you know an objectively healthy level but i also needed to increase my intake to allow for periods of extreme hunger so that would mean I would need to be mentally allowing very very high calorie intakes I would also need to be able to allow myself to eat um, high calorie foods so like my fear foods and stuff like that so there was a lot of steps along that journey and I think that making a little plan a little action plan of what I was trying to do why I was trying to do it and being very very clear with myself and very very deliberate in my increase so it wasn't like one day I had just eaten more and then felt really out of control and really bad about it no it was like I deliberately decided to increase my intake and I think that wherever you're whatever point you are in your journey so if you're someone who is just starting recovery and you are perhaps at risk for refeeding syndrome and you need to very gradually increase your calories make sure you do it deliberately and in, in that I mean you will feel 10 times more in control you'll feel a lot less guilt if you have a like a written reminder almost or a plan or whatever it may be just be clear with yourself be deliberate with what you're doing and that goes for everyone so if you're someone who maybe you're further into recovery and you just need to increase your intake to um like a, a higher level to allow for yourself to actually um honor your hunger whether that be extreme hunger or something and you need to mentally be able to increase that number whatever to a very very high number um then go for it you need to do that so obviously and when I say all this obviously it's ideal to just not be tracking and not be focused on numbers but um that's just a whole nother episode about how to stop calorie counting which I will do um 100% I'm doing that so um 
what was I going, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, extreme hunger, whatever. Basically the point is, whatever the number of calories that you need to be eating is, whether that be very, very, very high, you know, like literally like 10,000 calories, I don't care, whatever it is you need to eat, um, what you need to do is just be deliberate with it, write yourself down exactly what you're doing, why you're doing it, and that will help you with feelings of guilt and feelings of fear when you are about to approach it. Um, I'm going to try and speed this up now because I've literally been talking for an hour. My sixth strategy of overcoming this sort of number perfectionism is, again, uh, something you can do at any stage of recovery. If you're someone who is perhaps not even in recovery, this is something you can still do. Um, and it's about visualisation and controlling your nervous system. Um, and this basically will take away the sense of panic that can come when you are overcoming uh a particular number that you've placed a lot of value around so if for example um you are someone who is you know perhaps this is again not not the best idea um but if you are someone who is tracking your calorie intake and you um you're going to see a number at the end of the day of how much you've eaten that day um and you're someone who is struggling like hell to overcome a certain number so if if you're someone who is is so terrified of i'm going to use 2000 calories just because i think some people will relate to it but if you're someone who's gonna track your calories throughout the day and you're gonna see a number at the end of the day and it's going to be above two two thousand calories or two thousand calories and above and you're gonna see it and you're gonna freak out because that is a number that you just cannot handle and it feels absolutely impossible to go above that number um what you can do is visualize it happening visualize yourself taking the action that you're afraid of so if you're so afraid and so um opposed to this particular number and you can't go above 2000 calories because of whatever your eating sort of just set that limit um what you can do is you can in your mind's eye like imagine shut your eyes imagine yourself looking at your calorie counting app or whatever seeing a number perhaps you see 3000 calories on that phone and you visualize yourself smiling at it being like relaxing reclining in your chair like just turning off the phone going and going for a walk in the sunshine whatever like and try and have this sort of detailed imagination like literally like almost watch it as if it's a as if it's a movie like you're watching yourself take this action of you know going through the day eating above this intake that you're so scared of and then you see yourself and you watch yourself be totally okay with it totally fine with the number not bothered just unbothered completely relaxed whatever and sort of watch that play out um and as you're doing it what you can do is you can feel that sense of fear rising because you are so afraid of it but as you're watching your your imaginary self go through it and be relaxed you're going to take some deep deep breaths you're going to regulate your nervous system and what this does is it when you do eventually do this thing do the thing that scares you whatever that may be yeah like going above a certain intake what happens is your brain now has this almost memory because sometimes when you imagine things your brain literally forms memories of them even if it's not real so when you do actually challenge yourself um and eat above this number yes there will be fear coming up because you have wired that into your brain your eating disorder whatever that's obvious you will feel fear but now your brain has this memory this mental image to draw upon and it has almost already done it like you by visualizing yourself doing something not being afraid of it being okay your brain now has that almost in a way you've already done it before it will take the edge off the fear another thing you can do and this is the final thing i'm going to talk about the final strategy is to do with reminders and reassurance and 
it's something anyone can do it's just about writing yourself down some reminders and having them available to you so you could stick them on your wall you could stick them on your mirror a really good idea is to set them as your lock screen and then you constantly have that um, reassurance and those reminders fresh in your mind so what this looked like for me actually it's kind of interesting and i promise this is not me just trying to like sell you something but basically if you check out my etsy you'll see that i sell recovery flashcards which is basically what i made when i was going through this and i needed to reassure myself and remind myself of things and go through this thought process of rationalizing and come into you know non-disordered conclusions but I just didn't want to have to do it literally a million times a minute. Um, so I wrote it down on these flashcards. I would write down a worry or like a rational thought. Um, and yeah, you can use this when it comes to numbers. You can make your own flashcards. You can buy mine if you want, but you can make your own. Um, write down the fear. And then on the back of the card, you just write down the rational thoughts, some reminders for yourself, some things that genuinely reassure you and make you feel safe and in control. And I would just, yeah, just have that to hand wherever I went. Um, and I think that was just helpful. Again, I was also someone who journaled every day. I still do. So yeah, writing that in a journal can help because you can just look at it every morning. So yeah, reassure yourself, set yourself some nice reminders, have it on your lock screen, have it as a flashcard. You can buy mine if you want to, but you really don't have to. You can do this for yourself. You can get your, if you have supportive friends and family, you can get them to just text you. Um, you could say, look, uh, uh, mum, after lunch I get really anxious because I feel out of control um, so you know every lunch time could you just text me and could you just say this you could you could could you just say this sentence to me because I think it will help just having other people um, remind you of things you know I don't think it is such an awful thing to ask for reassurance if you need it so if you do find that those reminders and that reassurance is really helpful to come from other people to you then by all means use other people get support around you Stick stuff on your wall. Um, there will be a few things that um, reassure you in that moment, but then you forget, basically. I know it's kind of silly to say, but like literally that's what happens. You just forget and your eating disorder just pipes up again and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Ah, and you have to go through the whole process of like rationalizing and reframing and all of that. It's just exhausting, isn't it? So yeah, write it down um, and, and just look at it all the time and it, and it helps. For... The people, and especially the the girl I spoke to the other day about this, are uh, a little bit of, yeah, encouragement for you um, and anyone else going through this and wanting to challenge themselves. It's completely within your control. It's it's something that you can take back the power from and you can use it to your advantage. You can set yourself higher limits. You can set, you know, stupidly high limit. When I say limits, I'm doing it in quotes because obviously there is no limit. That's the point. But like, if you are, if your eating disorder is going to make you have these limits and these arbitrary numbers that you place a lot of value on, at least make those numbers really, really high so you don't have to encounter them on a daily basis. You really can do it. You are strong enough. I 100% believe that for literally everyone. It doesn't matter whether or not you're recovering alone. You might not have access to treatment. You might not have support from friends and family. You might have had an eating disorder for a decade. Whatever it may be, you can still absolutely do this. I just want to remind you that whatever number limits you have set, whatever number goal you have set, it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter. If you are increasing your weight and you are going above and you're going higher and you're going to these numbers that really, really scare you, um, 
it's okay. It's literally okay. Nothing bad is going to happen. Um, if you have bad body image, that, that sucks. But like you can handle it. You can totally handle it. You can rewire your body image to start with. There's a lot of work you can do on body image. And again, I'm not trying to just sell you stuff. But if you want help with body image, I did make a pack of worksheets. And it's got stuff like journaling prompts and trackers and exercises and, um, you know, exercises and information on how to rewire your thoughts and lots of, you know, space for you to work through activities and stuff. So check that out on my Etsy. It'll be linked down below. Um, but yeah, my point is you can do hard things. You absolutely can do it. What you are doing really by changing these numbers or changing your views about these numbers or even just removing numbers entirely, you are doing the right thing. No matter how much it feels like failure, no matter how much it feels like you're out of control, you're not out of control. You're literally the opposite of out of control because you are deciding to do something and then you are doing it. I know that um, the girl I spoke to you about this, I know you said that you are very frustrated because it feels like a brick wall and it feels like it's preventing you from recovering, not being able to increase your intake. And to you specifically, I just want to say that maybe you do a journaling exercise every day for a week. Um, and during that week, you also start visualizing yourself going above this calorie. Stop tracking certain meals or you could rather than weigh out food. I don't know if you are doing this, but for someone who would weigh out food and then track calories that way, what you could do, which is really helpful. Actually, I kind of forgot to mention this, but um, take the accuracy away, take that pinpointing away. And I know it might feel scary in the moment, but over, overall, over time, taking away that um, intense sort of focus on accuracy can really help because it your brain can't be obsessed with something that it doesn't think is accurate. I don't know. So stop weighing out food if you are um, and just maybe estimate your calories if you're still, um, you know, if you're still going to track them. Again, recommend not, but whatever. You could inform people around you, be like, look, I really want to go above this number. I'm going to do this, like my action plan here. You could show them your action plan. You could write it out and be like, look, over the next few weeks, um, I want to be able to eat whatever I want and implement those steps and then reward yourself when you do it. So when you do have a day where you eat over the certain number of calories, you might feel a lot of guilt, you might feel fear, but at the same time, uh, I'm gonna hazard a guess and say that you're also gonna feel maybe a bit proud. But yeah, I honestly believe that you can do it and for you specifically, honestly, let me know how you do. Let me know what you think about this episode if you have listened to the end. One last thing, if you feel guilty about going above a certain number, it might feel really, really like difficult and counterintuitive and not something you wanna do, but um, tell someone about it and be proud. So be like, I did this, I challenged myself to overcome this number and I did it and I feel guilt, but I'm also really, really proud of myself. It's almost like lying to yourself, isn't it? But like genuinely tell yourself how proud you are of yourself because it's very, very difficult to hold within yourself both pride and guilt at the same time. Often, because they're so conflicting, obviously you, you can't feel both at once. So change guilt into pride, um, change fear into excitement, you can do it. I believe in you. I'm going to go now. Um, before I go, obviously, if you found this episode helpful, please, please, please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, obviously, you don't have to do this to support the podcast. Just by listening, you're supporting it. But it helps me so much because it means that the algorithms and all that just push it out to more people, basically. More people can hear this. Anyone who comments on this episode or answers the little Q&A thing, it it's not public, um, so you can send me a message on that. You can say what you thought about this episode. Likewise, you can follow the podcast Instagram, which is at Real Recovery Podcast on Instagram. Obviously, I'm guessing a lot of people have probably clicked off at this point, but if you are still listening and you are wondering about where the Q&A went, it's very frustrating. I lost the footage that I recorded. 
Um, so I will just have to be redoing that. Luckily, I did save your guys' questions, so the people who did ask questions, I will still be answering it, but I'm just gonna have to re-record. I know there's been a couple of people who have emailed me in the last few days, and I have replied to you guys, but if it doesn't look like I've replied, it might just be because my email has gone to your spam folder, so please check that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go now. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys so much, and I really, really hope you're doing well. 